Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. All right, all right. Legacy. What kind of legacy will you leave? What kind of legacy has been left to you? Whose shoulders are you standing on? Let me ask you that. Whose shoulders are you standing on? Are you standing on godly shoulders? Are you standing on shoulders of hurt and pain that people mistreated you with? You need to change. And you can. You know, I, 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 Wednesday night I was teaching the Bible class, and I said, you know, I started dipping school when I was in the, between the third and the fourth grade. That's crazy, isn't it? But you know who I was looking at? I had some grandmothers that had a spit cup on the ironing board. Huh? Come on now. That's country, isn't it? And, and so you think about what legacy and why, why did I chase that or pursue that? And, you know, you think about the things that people, and one of my grandmothers said the only, and she was, she was probably 88 years old, she said, the only thing I got between me and the Lord is this snuff. <laughs> but you think about things, and you don't, you, don't, you don't think about people that have imparted in you good and bad. Somebody told me one time, said, listen, you're leaving, but I want you to take everything good that we've imparted to you and leave the bad. That's hard to do. You know, it's easy to say, but it's hard to do because the bad sticks to you. And the bad screams at you. But you have got to tune your hearing in to hear the good. And you know what? Your life can change today. Let me give you an example. Destiny legacy. Jesus was on the cross. There were two other men with him. Are you hearing me? And one of them was griping at him. Well, if you all you you all out in a bag of chips, get us off this cross with you and kill you get out. Griping. And the other one said, shut up. Don't you know he's an innocent man? Don't, don't you recognize he is the Son of God? And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. The other man was hard-hearted and kept his hard heart. But the other one changed his destiny, and we have his legacy. Huh? And so you are leaving a legacy with the people, your family, your friends, your church, the people you work with. And, and today it can change, and you can get fired up. So let's look at number one on your sheet. You must be born again. To have a godly legacy, you must be born again. You need to get born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, that's the first Nick at night. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night and asked him a question. What must a man do? He said, you must be born again. Come on, stay with me now. Jesus said, you must be born again. John 3, 3. Uh, Jesus answered him and said, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And this is where he's talking to him. So you, got, you need to know and for sure that you're born again to have the right legacy. In Acts 4, 2, it says, and there, uh, I'm sorry, uh, let me read it. Let me read it. It's, I've, I've got the wrong scripture on there. And there's, there is salvation in no other else. It's in 20s, I'm sorry. And there is no other name under heaven given among men that we can be saved. Jesus is the only way you can get saved. I know it says well, the world will tell you just, you know, everybody's okay. Just come on. and No, no, no. Jesus is the way. 
the truth, and the life. He's the answer. Nobody else died for their followers. No, they want their followers to die for them. Jesus died for us so that we could live. Live for him. Live a blessed life. Live a life that's overcoming. Not just, you know, a, a sick, sorry, and trying to make it, you know, hopefully I'll get to heaven. No, it, we're going to run in there. Look, well, I'm, I made it, and I made it with the life of God. And you leave a legacy, and you, you leave a legacy of people that you led to the Lord, huh? People that you impacted. Don't, don't, don't sit there and act like, you know, the devil don't talk to you. I, I remember being like 16, 17 and, and, you know, doing something stupid. And on a Friday night, and the devil crawled into bed with me and said, why are you trying to be good? You know how you did, what you did. Look at all the family members that don't do right. You, you might as well just be like them. But the Holy Spirit would say, well, but look at this man. Sir, this is your uncle serving God. This is your aunt that's serving God. This is a man of God. This is a man of God. And Joshua said, choose you they whom you will serve. The devil's trying to get you to serve him. And Jesus is trying to say, come to my, put my, Jesus said, put my stuff on. It's easy and light. Put my yoke upon you. It's light. It's easy. But how many of you know Christians struggle? Ah! Y'all quiet today. But you know what? God empowers us to overcome. So, so how do we know that we're a child of God? Romans 8, 12 says that the Spirit of God, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So do you have that witness today? Or you, do you for sure, do you really know that you're a child of God? Come on. Yes is the correct answer. And if you're not sure, then let's make it right. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 13. I want to read chapter, uh, verse 4. Look at this, what it says. I, I kind of threw this one on there. You can write down verse 4, and then we'll read 5 as well. It says, He was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. Talking about Jesus. So also we are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God serving you. Examine yourselves, verse 5. Well, let's go back. Look, examine yourselves. Look at what it says. He was crucified in weakness. Jesus submitted himself, became weak to die for our sins. Now, he could have called down angels. He could have, you know, did different things. But he submitted to the weakness, and now he lives by the power of God. Now, for we are also weak in ourselves, but dealing with us, God gives us the power. Now, now see, most people don't never live. They never live with the power of God. Let's go through life. Christians, I'm just trying to make it to glory land. If I just get me a little cabin in glory land, if the Lord would just let me into heaven where I can sweep the dust up. No. The children of God are not servants in that effect. We serve God because we are his children and we love him. But we're not just trying to barely make it and barely get along and just scratch on in. No, we're supposed to walk in. We're supposed to live in this life full of God. Full of God. So in verse 5, it says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that, uh, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? Test yourself. So let's just do that. Close your eyes.
Look at your heart. Is Jesus in you? Are you born again? Are, do you have assurance? Are you just, I don't know for sure, then let's settle it right now. If you're not sure, I want you to make a commitment. This is how, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus, uh, and you call upon the name of Jesus, which means that he was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, that he did all those miracles, that he died on the cross for your sins, that he went to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to empower you, then that's what you need to receive today. So say, Father, today I make sure that I am a child of God. I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart, that Jesus is the Son of God. I'll never look back. I don't have to look back. I'm a child of God. I'm born again today. For sure. For sure. Today's the day of salvation for everyone. So, Father, thank you for saving me. I lift my eyes, for you're my help. In Jesus' name. Oh, did anybody get hurt? No. No. See, that's God. God's easy. And guess what? If you stumble... Repent. Change your mind. Change. Oh, nope, I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. Because, you know, in Galatians 5, we'll, we'll read here in a few minutes that it says that you will miss, you can miss it, but you always go back to God. There's power for you and forgiveness for you. God empowers you to run the race. See, grace says it's yours. But faith partakes. You know, I, I, I'm a grown man, and my mama cooks for me. She's not going to feed me. Uh, hear me? Babies need to be fed. She's going to slap me and say, boy, feed yourself. Well, God says the same thing. Grow up, mature. When the Bible talks about perfection, it's talking about maturity. Grow up and feed yourself. Feed yourself. So my question is, are you the house of God? Number two, you become the house of God. When you get born again, that means that you're in your heart, that the Spirit of God comes to, in your heart. Listen, we're getting, people are getting baptized in water today. But before you get baptized in water, you need to get born again, and the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ. You become a child of God. You become the house of God. God wants to live on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit comes inside you, and He's in you. But guess what? If you don't take care of these thoughts, they'll override the Spirit of God on the inside of you. The all-powerful, almighty God. If it wasn't in Scripture, it'd be hard to believe that we're the house of God. But guess what? God does not override your free will. Because you can tell, look at somebody and say, whoo. Why'd they buy those shoes? It wasn't God. It was their choice, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's why I got my bangs cut like this, because, you know, nah. But people get their hair cut and comb their hair the way they want to do it, not God. And God doesn't really care. He gives you choice. Guess what? He gives you a choice to go deeper in Him. Oh. But you know what? Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on God to do something. 
he don't undertake and do something, you know, that's religion. If he don't undertake, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, God said, get up and get in my word and use your faith. Come on. He said, be a partaker of his divine nature. That every precious promise is for life and godliness, and you can partake of it. Are you going, what are you eating? In the, in the physical, we got hamburgers and hot dogs today up, up the upper building. You can put cheese on it, and you can put whatever, mustard, mayonnaise. But listen to me. Are you a partaker of God? Are you pursuing God? Or as I told some on Wednesday, are you saturated with God? Or you just kind of give him a nod every now and then. Hey, Lord, glad you're here. Or are you, are you, you wait to talk to God when you're in trouble? But God wants transformation. He'll help you in times of trouble, but he wants you to transform, to be like Jesus, so you don't get in trouble anymore. Let me help you up. I can help him up because I'm up. You see what I'm saying? If I'm up, I can help somebody else up. God wants you to get up and help somebody else up and be a light to leave a legacy for those people. I can think back of people who left legacy, who spoke into my life, who transformed me, changed me by the way they lived. And I kept myself in honor of them. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Woo. What it's saying is let, let Jesus be Lord of the house. I got to thinking about that. I know how it is at my house. If you were coming to my house, we dusting and mopping and cleaning and getting ready. What would you get rid of if Jesus came to your house? This house. What are you allowing to lay around in this house that Jesus is in? This is Jesus' house. Huh? Jesus said, you know, what, what's embarrassing you if everybody knew? Oh, now, oh, Lord, you're preaching at me now. But no, I'm trying to say, come on up to the next level. God wants you to clean the house, and Jesus wants to live in the whole house. You know, I, I preached a sermon on it, and it's time to go back to it. In your house, you got closets, you got bedrooms, you got things going on. How I many of you are like me? You got drawers with stuff stuffed in it, and you got a closet with stuff. You don't open that closet, it'll all fall out. Well, Jesus is Lord of the closets in here, too. He is. He's Lord of everything. But what you hold him out of will, be, will hinder you from running the race that's set before you. What does it say? Cast off the weight that encumbers you. You know, I can run pretty fast even as, at, at my age. But if I put Patrick on my back, everybody could beat me. Well, sin will weigh you down. How many you know the end of sin is death? I had an example Wednesday night. Sin. It's like a fire. Doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. It'll burn you. Sin will burn you, Christian. Sin will burn you, sinner. Sin will burn you. You don't want to mess with sin. You need to get rid of sin. 
Amen? And we need to, to live holy, to live righteous. So we need to know who we are and what we have. To be saturated, to be full of God, to let God live bigger and bigger. So how do you do that, Pastor? Let's look at Galatians 5, 22. Now, I'm being nice today because 5, if you go, go back and read uh, uh, 19 through 21, it talks about the flesh, lying, adultery, you know, all the bad things, anger, uh, all those things, that's the flesh. You know, flying, you ever, you know, giving somebody a piece of your mind? Don't give them peace of your mind. You need every bit of your mind. But that's your flesh. Your flesh always wants to retaliate. What'd you say? You know? Don't, that's, that's your flesh. You don't have to retaliate. God knows. God knows the right and wrong. God reveals. Vengeance is mine. But let's look at the fruit of the Spirit. When you got born again, this was imparted into you by the Spirit of God. Are you with me? Say, the Spirit of God is in me. So the fruit of the Spirit, or let's say the attitude of the Spirit, will that help you understand that? But I do like the fruit. You said it last night, and, 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 and uh, he, he said that he took a fruit basket to somebody. You ever been in somebody's house and they got a fruit basket? And get what you want out of there. Fruit. Get what you want out of there. No, this is in you. But guess what? The unsaved will come to you because you love, because you have joy. They want to be around you because you have peace. The unsaved will want to be around you. And they just, uh, man, I just love hanging around you. And because your patience and your kind and your goodness and you have faith, this is in you. This is what you need to develop. This is what you need to be consumed by. The more you're consumed by these, look at the next verse. <coughs> gentleness, self-control, there is no law. doesn't mean we don't keep the Ten Commandments. It means you're going to automatically, when you do that, you're going to keep the Ten Commandments because you got the Holy Spirit going, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Just let me slap him real quick because he was rude to me, Lord. And the Holy Spirit go, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't even quit thinking that way. Yes, sir, I'm going to quit thinking that way. I'm going to change my thinking. I'm going to change my thinking. I'm going to think the way the Spirit of God teaches me to think, to be consumed with God, to be consumed with the things of God. See, what it is, we've been consumed the way we were taught or trained by the world or the people we hang out with. You know, I, I told the story of this boy I, I went to school with. He was in my grade, and there was a boy that was his neighbor, probably three or four years older than him, and that guy had a certain gait, the way he walked. You know, people make fun of the way I walk because I walk fast. But this guy had a certain gait, and, th and this, this little boy walked just like him because he wanted to be just like him. But we're supposed to walk like Jesus. We're supposed to be like Jesus. We're supposed to act like Jesus. You know, the bracelet, they wore it out. What would Jesus do? Well, how about what would Jesus say? Well, how about what would Jesus think? Because it starts with your thinking. It starts with your heart that you're going to change the way you think. You're going to change the way you say, and then you're going to change the way you act. Amen? And so we want to change to be, and the Bible says to be in the image of Christ, to be like Christ. John said it, that, that we're to be, he's our example. Well, I can't be Jesus, he was perfect. But the Holy Spirit will empower you to mature you to the next level where you can grow in God. Jesus said, if my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it'll be done to you. What? 
I said, God doesn't ever answer my, my, my prayer. Well, because his word's not abiding in you. You got wrong thoughts. You know, nobody that was full of anger ever got their prayers answered. Think about that. It's common sense, isn't it? You've got to be full of God. You've got to be saturated. The house has to be full of God. It's time to get full of God. Listen, the world is going to hell in a handbasket is what they say. Look at it. I am shocked. Well, I'm not shocked anymore, but I have been shocked. When I was a kid, you didn't have to lock a church. Never. Man, me and my, even in my 20s, we went into churches and just prayed, me and my buddy, because we got on fire for God. You can't do that. And it wasn't last year in Marion, there was six, seven churches were robbed. What is that? No respect. The world, look at all the twisted thinking the world has. Man, people don't even know if they're a man or a woman anymore. Jesus is coming because sin is abounding. But where sin abounds, the Bible says grace does much more abound. Guess what? There's a restoration coming. God is coming. That same grandmother of mine, come on, that same grandmother of mine that said only had, she used to tell me there's a wash day coming, children. There's a wash day coming. Jesus is coming back, and he's going to wash this earth and make it like he wants it. Woo! I told dad that when, on, I, I got to sing and, and speak at her funeral, and I, the Lord brought that to my remembrance. When I was a little kid, I didn't understand what in the world she meant, but the Holy Spirit reminded me of it. There is a wash day coming, and we got to get ready. God's coming for a great church. He ain't coming for a church barely getting along with a limp, you know. My back hurt, my knees are hurt, you know. No, or, or I can't think straight. No, he's coming back for a church on fire. Are you going to step up and get on fire? Or are you just going to live on barely get along? Hope I make it in. Come on. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. People, people will get on fire for their favorite football team, but they won't get on fire for God. They'll scream and shout and dance and yell when, at the TV when nobody can hear them, you know. They're yelling at them, what are you running the ball for? You need to be throwing it. Like they can hear them. But yet they won't worship God. They won't sell out. Time to sell out. Number three, you should be led by the Spirit. You should be led by the Spirit. Let me read the Scripture, Romans 8, 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Let me just transform that a little bit. The sons of God are to expect to be led by God. Led by God. Verse 15, for you do not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received adoption of sons we cry, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. Well, what, what's that suffering about, Pastor? The sufferings you got, the sufferings your flesh. Have you ever heard of the scripture where the Bible says that you need to crucify your flesh? Crucify your. Remember what? You know what crucifixion is? Where Jesus was nailed to the cross? It was horrible. It was painful. It was terrible. And you know what the suffering is? Your flesh wants to act up, and to crucify it, it's suffering. It's hurtful because your flesh wants to act out. I always loved children. 
But, you know, you can put, if I put a pile of M&Ms right here and my grandson, any of them, you only get one. They're going to get double handful because they're in the flesh. Woo! You know, chocolate. Why do they do that? Because that's their flesh. Your flesh is the same way. You just learn to control it. You sitting there like you smiling, paying attention, like I'm not talking to you. I'm talking, you're talking to them, Pastor. <laughs> but hear me. The sons of God need to expect to be led by God. And if you've ever been led by God, then it's time to go to the next level for specifics. To go deeper. God wants you to go deeper and, 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 and to go into in a greater way. Listen, in Matthew 3.16, and I talked about this because this is the key, and I'm, I'm going to add something to it. When Jesus was baptized, immediately went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open. Anybody that's mature in here, I want to tell you, you know, in Isaiah it talks about pray for the open heavens. This is it, and the heavens are still open today. So we have an open heaven over Legacy Church. There's an open heaven over your house. What does that mean? Ask and you shall receive. It's open heaven. And so the heaven's open. And they saw the Spirit of God descending. You know what? In the, the true open heavens mean they were ripped open. And the Spirit of God poured out on Jesus and it rested on him like a dove. And Wednesday night, I kind of hit this a little bit. If I had a bird on my shoulder, how would I be acting? I wouldn't be running around like I do. And I'd be like, I don't even fly off. i got to be still for that bird. And I'd walk, and I'd be real still. I would act a little bit different. But you know what? The Spirit of God's like that on the inside of you. If I watch something that's not godly, the Spirit of God just kind of goes, Huh? Huh? How, you know, the Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Huh? The Holy Spirit, inside you can be grieved because you said something wrong or you acted wrong and you need to repent and you need to change and you need to ask God. See, that's, that's a key. That's the thing that we, we don't want to live holy. We don't live like we want to because grace is there anyway. Somebody told me, well, if God's grace is there, why do we, even, why do we have to live right? God loves us anyway. No, we have to live right to have the Spirit of God rest on us, to live big in us. Trying to help you to be consumed by God, to be full of God, to be led by God, to have the Holy Spirit rest upon us. This is the key. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit was poured out. And the Bible says it poured out on the disciples. There was 120 in the upper room and said they spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's the beginning of the miracles for the disciples. Let me see, I'm sitting at there. You need to read that. You need that in your life to have miracles. To go to the next level. They went to the next level. They preached. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but what such I have I give to you. And he raised a man that had been crippled for 30 years. What is that about? Because he had something he was consumed with. God. He was consumed with God. It's time to get consumed with God. Amen? Go to the next level. You can't deny it. you got to go to the next level. That's a key to right there. That's a key to go to the next level. Even Philip, who was the first evangelist, wasn't one of the 12. He had four daughters who prophesied. They went to the next level. 
because of the Spirit of God. Daughters, women, yes. They, they were consumed by something. All right, let's go, to, let's go to number four. You are to go and do the Great Commission. Mark 16, 15, 16, 17 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and they'll drink any deadly poison that will not hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. What? That's, that's another level. I'm just saved and I can't pray for nobody. No, it's time to learn what to pray. It's time to believe that when you pray that God answers. We're all called to do the Great Commission. Now, I'm going to pick on those two seniors. And I'm going to ask, Gracie, do you know what you want to do with the rest of your life? Not quite, do you? Leona, you going to be an Indian chief or... No, you don't know what you want. No, I'm picking on them. Doesn't matter what they do. Look at me. Doesn't matter what you do. You know how many people have, I've went through the bank and go, you're a pastor. Can you tell me the will of God for my life? What? I'm trying to drive. I'm trying to make a transaction. That's how to read the Bible. But you know what the will of God is? The Great Commission. Whether you're a lawyer you're to do the Great Commission and be a lawyer. You can be a lawyer and do the Great Commission. You can be a doctor and do the Great Commission. You can be an Indian chief and be the Great Commission. You're called to do the Great Commission. You're called to live for God, to be a light, to speak, to live and to speak the life of God, no matter what your occupation is. But that is the will of God for you. The will of God for you is to live it, to speak it. To be one who stands up and calls people to the next level. Amen? So you're called to do You're called to pray for the sick. You're called to lead people to Christ. You're called to, to get them saved, to baptize them. Philip said, man, hey, do you believe that? He, goes, he said, there's water, baptize me. He said, come on, let's go down the river. It ain't got to be the preacher. I mean, I'm baptizing today, but it doesn't have to be me. Matter of fact, I encourage you to baptize your own children. I encourage you to, 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 to do communion because we're about to do communion with here in just a minute. Children's church. We're not in Little League anymore. That's up there. That's children's church. And T-balls to the right room over there in Christ. But God's calling us to mature. So what is the will of God? Is that you live it. That you be that witness. That you go. That you be the light. That you carry him to the workplace. That God, that Jesus is Lord of your workplace, at least where you in you. Amen? Let me pray over you, and we're going to uh, get ready. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your word today, that you stir us, Lord God, to leave a legacy greater than who we are, but it's about you. Father, we thank you that you speak to every heart today. To rise up, to get into the Word, to be led by the Spirit, 
to seek God, to ask God for revelation knowledge, for understanding. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.